there are many, and you may be one, who feel that they have gone beyond the limits of salvation. They feel that their sin is too great, that their guilt could never find pardon at the mercy seat of God. Welcome to episode 44 of Ask Spurgeon, where we pose another important question to the great Victorian preacher, Charles Haddon Spurgeon, and draw yet again an answer from his ministry at the Metropolitan Tabernacle in London. I'm your host, Dave Holt. Reverend Spurgeon, what is the measure of Jesus' ability to save the sinner? My friends, I remind you again of these words. Wherefore he is able to save them to the uttermost that come unto God by him. Hebrews chapter 7 verse 25. Now I will certainly affirm, and no one can deny it, that no one here knows how far the uttermost is. David said if he took to the wings of the morning to fly to the uttermost parts of the sea, even there should God reach him. But who knows where the uttermost is? Borrow the angel's wings and fly far, far beyond the most remote star. Go where wings have never flapped before, and where the undisturbed ether is as serene and quiet as the beast of deity itself. And you will not come to the uttermost. Go on still, mounted on a morning ray. Fly on still, beyond the bounds of creation, where space itself fails, and where chaos takes up its reign, and you will not come to the uttermost. It is too far for mortal intellect to conceive of it. It is beyond the range of reason or of thought. Now our text tells us that Christ is able to save them to the uttermost. Firstly, then, sinner, Christ is able to save them to the uttermost, by which we understand that the uttermost extent of guilt is not beyond the power of the Saviour. Can anyone tell what is the uttermost amount to which a man might sin? I may imagine a person is listening who thinks himself to be the most loathsome of all beings, the most condemned of all creatures. Surely, says he, I have gone to the utmost extremity of sin. None could outstrip me in vice. My dear friend, suppose you had gone to the uttermost. Remember that even then you would not have gone beyond the reach of divine mercy, for he is able to save them to the uttermost, and it is possible that you yourself might go a little further, and therefore you have not gone to the uttermost yet. However far you may have gone, if you have gone to the very arctic regions of vice, where the sun of mercy seems to scatter but a few oblique rays, there can the light of salvation reach you. If I should see a sinner staggering on in his progress to hell, I would not give him up, even when he had advanced to the last stage of iniquity. Though his foot hung trembling over the very verge of perdition, I would not cease to pray for him. And though he should, in his poor drunken wickedness, go staggering on till one foot were over hell, and he were ready to perish, I would not despair of him. Till the pit had shut her mouth upon him, I would believe it still possible that divine grace might save him. See there. 
He is just upon the edge of the pit, ready to fall, but ere he falls, free grace bids, arrest that man. Down mercy comes, catches him on her broad wings, and he is saved, a trophy of redeeming love. If you be of the outcast of society, the vilest of the vile, the scum of this poor world, O you chief of sinners, Christ is able to save them to the uttermost. Tell that everywhere, in every attic, in every cellar, in every haunt of vice, in every kennel of sin, tell it everywhere, to the uttermost. He is able to save them to the uttermost. Secondly, yet again, not only to the uttermost of crime, but to the uttermost of rejection. I must explain what I mean by this. There are many of you listening who have heard the gospel from your youth up. I see some who, like myself, are children of pious parents. There are some of you upon whose infant forehead the pure heavenly drops of a mother's tears continually fell. There are many of you who were trained up by one whose knee, whenever it was bent, was ever bent for you. She never rested in her bed at night till she had prayed for you, her firstborn son. Your mother has gone to heaven, it may be, and all the prayers she ever prayed for you are as yet unanswered. Sometimes you wept. You remember well how she grasped your hand and said to you, Ah, John, you will break my heart by this, your sin if you continue running on in those ways of iniquity. Oh, if you did but know how your mother's heart yearns for your salvation, surely your soul would melt and you would fly to Christ. Do you remember that time? The hot sweat stood upon your brow and you said, for you could not break her heart, Mother, I will think of it. And you did think of it, but you met your companion outside and it was all gone. Your mother's expostulation was brushed away, like the thin cobwebs of the gossamer, blown by the swift north wind, not a trace of it was left. Since then you have often stepped in to hear the minister. Not long ago you heard a powerful sermon. The minister spoke as though he were a man just started from his grave, with as much earnestness as if he had been a sheeted ghost come back from the realms of despair. He told you of his own awful fate and warned you of it. You remember how the tears rolled down your cheeks while he told you of sin, of righteousness, and of judgment to come. You remember how he preached to you Jesus and salvation by the cross, and you rose up from your seat in that chapel and you said, Praise God, I am spared another day. I will turn to him with full purpose of heart. And there you are, still unchanged, perhaps worse than you were, and you have spent your Sunday afternoons, the angel knows where, and your mother's spirit knows where you have spent it too, and could she weep, she would weep over you, who have this day despised God's Sabbath and trampled on his holy word. But do you feel in your heart today the tender motions of the Holy Spirit? Do you feel something say, Sinner, come to Christ now? Do you hear conscience whispering to you, telling you of your past transgression? And is there some sweet angel voice saying, Come to Jesus, come to Jesus, he will save you yet. I tell you, sinner, 
You may have rejected Christ to the very uttermost, but He is still able to save you. There are a thousand prayers on which you have trampled. There are a hundred sermons all wasted on you. There are thousands of Sabbaths which you have thrown away. You have rejected Christ. You have despised His Spirit, but still He ceases not to cry, Return! Return! He is able to save you to the uttermost if you come unto God by Him. Thirdly, there is another case which demands my particular attention today. It is that of the man who has gone to the uttermost of despair. There are some poor creatures in this world who, from a course of crime, have become hardened, and when at last awakened by remorse and the pricking of conscience, there is an evil spirit which broods over them, telling them it is hopeless for such as they are to seek salvation. We have met with some who have gone so far that they have thought that even devils might be saved rather than they could. They have given themselves up for lost and signed their own death warrant. And in such a state of mind, they have positively taken the halter in their hand to end their unhappy lives. Despair has brought many a man to a premature death. It has sharpened many a knife and mingled many a cup of poison. Are you such a one as that? I know him by his somber face and downcast looks. He wishes he were dead, for he thinks that hell itself could be scarcely worse torment than to be here expecting it. Let me whisper words of consolation. Despairing soul, hope yet, for Christ is able to save them to the uttermost. And though you are put in the lowest dungeon of the castle of despair, though key after key has been turned upon you, and this iron grating of your window forbids all filing, and the height of your prison wall is so awful that you could not expect to escape, yet let me tell you, there is one at the gate who can break every bolt and undo every lock. There is one who can lead you out to God's free air and save you yet. For though the worst may come to the worst, He, Jesus, is able to save you to the uttermost. Hallelujah! What a Savior! There is hope for the hopeless. For Jesus is able to save to the uttermost. I hope that this answer to the question, what is the measure of Jesus' ability to save the sinner, has been a blessing to you. It was provided during the Sunday morning sermon preached on the 8th of June, 1856, titled, Salvation to the Uttermost. If you've been blessed by the Ask Spurgeon podcast, do subscribe to it, as well as leave a brief review of your experience. And please feel free to contact me about this or any other episode at dave at askspurgeon.com. Or if you have any questions, even about how you may know this wonderful Savior who is able to save you to the uttermost, please do not hesitate to contact me. It would be my delight to send you something to help you on your way into the most wonderful freedom you could ever know. It's been great having you with us again today. Do join us for the next question of Ask Spurgeon, where once again 
we will seek answers to some faith-building questions as together we journey through life and on our way to glory. Until next time, God bless you.